storm, he rebukes the sea and the winds, and the Bible says that there was a great calm over the sea. And the disciples are so mesmerized by what they just saw that they asked a very, very, very uh, crucial question. They say, what manner of man is this? Uh-huh. What manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea, they obey him? Now, they're not questioning his power. That's not what they're amazed about. They're amazed uh, by his authority. That something like the element, something that we can't see or talk to, he can talk to it. And not only does he able to talk to it, but they have to listen to him. Now, everybody in TV land, I don't know if you've gotten excited yet. Uh, while I'm talking about this king, I'm talking about your king, uh, and he has authority over sickness. That should have made you happy, because if any of you out there sick right now, you should have got uh, got excited. Because this king, uh, he he he's he has authority over your sickness. If you have any storms in your life, this king has authority over your storms. But let's 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 stretch the authority point a little bit further. Uh, John 1 in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God so Jesus is the king that has always been right this king has so much power this man has so much authority now y'all I'm talking about the king so if y'all don't get happy at home I'm gonna I'm get happy right here by myself uh, this king has so much power that this king can talk to absolutely nothing and nothing has to respond to him uh-huh yeah this king has so much power that even when he talked to nothing nothing got to cough up something y'all don't believe me genesis chapter one the bible says god looks out into nothing and says let there be light now when he looks out into nothing nothing and he, he says that to nothing nothing didn't just produce, produce a little light bulb it didn't produce one of them little flies that fly around and they butts light up no he didn't produce one of them nothing had to produce the biggest star ever known in our galaxy it had to produce a whole sun y'all this man got so much authority that uh, Paul tells to the church at Philippi he has been exalted and God has given him a name above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Is there anybody glad that you serve the king that's got all authority? Yes, he has all authority. He has all, he has all authority and all power. Now let's get into the text. Let's get into the text. Uh, Jesus gets off the boat and he gets into the land of the Gergesenes, and uh, we get a we get a little bit of a picture about where he is because the text tells us that he was met by two men that are possessed with devils coming out of the tombs. You see that in verse twenty eight, he's met by two men possessed with devils coming out of the tombs. This means essentially that Jesus is walking through a graveyard. Okay, this raises some, some eyebrows here because if he is such a king, why would he be walking through a graveyard? Okay, all right, let's do it. Let's just do some work here. Let's try to figure it out. All right, who's in this graveyard? Because uh, what we do know is Jesus is God that means he's omniscient that means he knows all that means he wasn't walking through this graveyard by accident 
he went through here on purpose all right so let's see what he what he was thinking when he went through there what's in the graveyard right in the graveyard are dead people it's dead people and then it is folks that have been left for dead let's say it again there are dead people. It's a graveyard. There's folks in there that's been dead for we don't know how long. There's some folk in there that's been dead since last week. There's some folk that's been dead since a hundred years ago. We don't know. But then there are live people in there. <laughs> there are live people in this graveyard that have been put in the same place with folks that are already dead. This answers to us why Jesus would have been walking through the graveyard in the first place. Because Jesus is walking through a graveyard because the folk in the graveyard are the very people he came to save in the first place. Good God. Good God Almighty. All right. Okay. All right. In this graveyard, it's, 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 it's dead people. It's folks that have been left for dead. These is, is two men in there that we know about that have been possessed by devils that have driven them out there. These folk are in this low, lowly place and they have been put out in this graveyard uh, left for dead. But Jesus comes here because he not only uh, wants to save the dead folk, but he wants to save the people that have been left for dead. All right. Y'all ain't said amen yet. Uh, can I get somebody uh, out there on TV land that can testify? I have been those two men before. Uh, I have uh, let the devil use me and it done drove me out before. It done drove me to where I felt like I was only good enough to be dead. Um, I have been in that low place. I have been in that depressed place. I've been in that place where I thought I went good for nothing. I was ready to throw in the towel. I was ready to give up. Uh, can I tell you, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up yet because Jesus is walking around looking for you. Uh-huh. Jesus is coming right where you are. He's coming to your low place. And Jesus is looking for you. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Uh, don't stop. Don't quit. Because Jesus, uh-huh. Jesus is looking. Jesus is looking for you. Now, uh, Matthew tells us it's two guys. Matthew tells us it's two guys. Now, that is interesting, and we have to deal with that because Mark and Luke, they tell this very same story, but they don't mention two guys. They only mention one guy. Matthew felt the need to tell us that it was a second person. So let's 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 investigate that. Let's investigate that and see what we can learn from that. Um, let's talk about first what we don't know. Let's talk about what we don't know about these guys. Answer to that is we don't know nothing about these guys. The text tells us nothing about these guys. We don't know. Uh, we don't know if they related. We don't know if they cousins. We don't know how they met. We don't know if they grew up together. We don't know nothing about these guys, right? But here's what we do know. We do know that both of these guys got the same problem. Mm. Let's try it again. We don't know nothing. We don't know if their parents was cool and that's how they got cool. We, we don't know what they, if they went to high school together. We, we don't know nothing about these boys. But what we know is they both got devils. Uh, the devil 
in your friend very well may expose the devil that's in you. Mm. 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 Okay, all right. You ever wonder why when you see one liar, you usually see another liar? When you see one backbiter, you usually see another backbiter? Uh, when you see one person that like to raise hell, there's usually another person that's with them that like to raise hell. The reason is both of them got devils. Uh-huh. Hell recognize hell. Uh-huh. My granddaddy used to call them kindred spirits. Uh-huh. They recognize each other. The reason why the driver is the driver and the passenger person in the passenger seat is the same person is because they both got the same devil. So don't get mad when Jesus removes friends from your life. Because he very well may be removing a devil. <laughs> some of, some people get hurt. I've had friends walk out on me too. I understand. For no reason at all. We ain't get into no fight. We ain't get into no argument. None of that stuff. They just decide, I don't even like that boy no more. I don't, I don't want nothing to do with him. Whatever. And it hurt me when it happened. But as I got older, uh, I had to realize that sometimes... Jesus is separating you from your friends to separate you from a potential devil. Good God Almighty. Uh-huh. Somebody ought to thank God that he got rid of some folks out of your life. Uh-huh. He got rid of that homegirl. He got rid of your bro. He got rid of your son. He got rid of folk in your life because he was trying to move a devil out of your life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Bible says that these guys, they were exceeding fierce. Still in verse 28. They, they were exceeding fierce. That means they were extremely dangerous. So much so that no man would pass by that way. Huh. The devil now has not only affected the guys that he's possessed, but now he's affecting other people who don't have a devil. All right. All right. Uh, this shows us what the devil is trying to accomplish in people he don't have control over. Uh, he uses people that he does have control over to stop the people that he don't have control over from getting where it is that God wants for them to go. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The devil's goal is to stop you from passing by that way. The devil's goal is to try to stop you from getting where God wants you to go. All right. Y'all don't believe me. Y'all ain't said amen on this point yet. So let me let me let me help you out. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Since it's going on in the world today, let's talk about racism. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let me tell you the whole point of racism. The whole point of racism. Uh they don't just hate you because your skin is darker than theirs. They don't just hate you for that. But they hate you because of what your potential is. Uh-huh. They hate you because they know that if we don't stop this little black boy or black girl, that there is greater that God has for them. So we're going to do everything to stop them. So what they do is uh, we're going to stop them. We, we're going to kill all the little black boys that's on the way to college. We're going to get all our cops to kill these folks for no darn reason in the street. Um, we're going to lock these folk up 
for a very long time for minor offenses. And then when they get out, we're going to make it impossible for them to be able to have an opportunity to get a job. Uh, that's what we're going to do to try to keep them down. Uh, however, what God has for me, it is for me. Young people, if you're listening to me, listen to me very closely. Um, they want to stop you from getting where God wants you to go, right? So my instruction to you is get all the education that you can get. Be somebody. Uh, learn everything you can learn. Read every book that you can read. Start every business that God drops in your spirit. Because I refuse to let the devil stop me from getting where God has for me to be. Is there anybody that can make that declaration out there in TV land? That I will not let the devil stop me from getting where God has for me to be. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, let's expose the devil a little bit more. We done, we done seen how he, he, uh, he, he exposes the, our friends. He exposes himself and us by showing him and his friends and, and, and our friends. And then uh, we done figured out what his plan is. We done figured out what he's trying to stop us from doing. Now, this uh, uh, verse 29 shows us Shows us what his problem might be with us. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's expose him. Let's expose him. 29 says this. Verse 29 says this. Uh, and behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee? Jesus, thou son of God. Hmm. All right. Two things are very clear. In that first part right there, two things are very clear. First thing that's very clear is Jesus, uh, excuse me, Satan has nothing to do with Jesus, the son of God. I'm going somewhere, y'all. I want y'all to stay with me. Uh, he knows Jesus, the son of God, but he makes it very clear that he don't have nothing to do with Jesus, the son of God, right? So, Jesus, the Son of God, that is our Savior, correct? So, uh, Satan has made it very, very obvious that he has nothing to do with Jesus, the Savior. But, listen to the next part, the next part. He says, art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Here, he has very plainly expressed that even though he don't like Jesus the Savior, he can't escape the wrath of Jesus the judge. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, I'm about to get happy. Uh, I hope y'all listening to me. Uh, okay, so this tells us what Satan's problem with us is. If you ever wonder why Satan didn't like you so much, I got the answer for you. Right here, I got the answer for you. All right. We learned that Satan don't have nothing to do with Jesus the Savior, but he can't escape the wrath of Jesus the judge. But he don't like you because while he don't got nothing to do with Jesus the Savior, and he knows he can't escape the wrath of Jesus the judge, he's mad at us because we might be able to escape the wrath of Jesus the judge all because we know Jesus the Savior. Good God. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bars. Good. That's a, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that again for those of y'all that, that, that didn't catch that right there. Okay. Uh, Satan don't like you because 
He don't have nothing to do with Jesus the Savior, but he cannot escape the wrath of Jesus the Judge. But he's mad at you because you might be able to escape the wrath of Jesus the Judge all because you know Jesus the Savior. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, in short terms, uh, let me put it real simple for you. Uh, Satan hates you all because Jesus loves you. Good God. Good God. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, Satan can't stand your guts all because he knows that he done messed up and it ain't nothing he can do about it. Us, on the other hand, we can mess up and still go to God and say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. Satan hates you because when you mess up, he can't do nothing about it because you're covered in the blood of Jesus. Yes, sir. He knows that you're covered in Jesus' blood. You Ah, uh, that's a good place for somebody at home. Somebody who watching me on their cell phone. Somebody who's sitting on their sofa to take two seconds and give God praise. Uh, that when you mess up, you can still go to him and ask for forgiveness. And you already got the forgiveness because his blood was shed for the remission of your sin. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Did anybody notice this, this sidebar right here? Uh, did anybody notice that the guys that are possessed with the devils, they never went to Jesus and asked for healing. The only way these guys got to Jesus was because the devil took them now. Uh, 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 all right. Did y'all see that? The devil was the one that took the boys to Jesus, not the boys themselves. So, this very well might be why the Lord is letting Satan run loose in your life. Because God very well might be using Satan to get you closer to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Satan might be running rapid in your finances because God wants you to get on your knees and pray. Satan might be running rapid in your health. Because God wants you to get on your knees and pray. All right. Uh, yeah, feel free, right? Uh, all right. Okay. Let's let's, let's try to let's try to prove this point. Uh, Katie, one of my favorite Disney movies is Aladdin. Okay. I like Aladdin the cartoon. I like Aladdin that came out in 2019. Will Smith. Love him. You like it? Oh my God. Love the movies, right? <laughs> so, what I like about the movie, if you've never seen Aladdin Church, if you've never seen the movie, the movie is about a little boy, a boy that grows up poor. He obviously lost his parents at a very young age, uh, so he grows up poor. In order for him to eat, he got to steal his food out the marketplace, uh, him and his pet monkey. They got to steal everything they have, right? Um, twisted turn of events, he meets the princess, because she done ran away from home. She don't want to be the princess no more. She done ran away. She runs into him. They meet each other. Um, through some more turn of events, he, he ends up in this cave and he meets this genie, right? When he meets the genie, his whole life changes, right? The genie grants him the wish to be a prince. And long story short, uh, Aladdin and the princess, they sail off into the sunset happily ever after. But you know what my favorite part of the story is, Katie? My favorite part of the story is this. <laughs> if it was 
for Jafar. Yeah, if it wasn't for Jafar, Aladdin would have never met uh, the genie in the first place. Yes, sir. Is there anybody glad that God used evil uh -huh, to get you too good? And we know that all things work together uh -huh, for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I'm almost finished, really. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God will use evil to get you the good. Some of y'all wondering why the devil is fighting y'all. God got somewhere he's trying to get you. Some of y'all wonder why Satan coming after you the way he coming after you. Maybe that's God's way of trying to get you to him. Uh. All right. This verse that I'm going to read, verse 32 is going to show us that we read the Bible. That's an old point. That's an old point of this verse right here. Go show us that we read the Bible way too fast. All right. So, the Bible says, good way off. It was a herd of swine feeding off in the field somewhere. The devil says, all right, Jesus, look, man. Look, bro, if you're going to make us come out of these dudes, you're going to make us come out of them, at least let us go in the pigs, right? Jesus says, go. That's all he said. He says, go. The Bible says that once the demons got into the pigs, the pigs ran down a steep hill violently and killed themselves in the water. Uh-huh, all right, okay, all right, man. I don't know about y'all, but that, that made me feel some kind of way. I, I didn't think about that. So, uh, the demons come out of the guys. Now, now, we don't know how long these demons been possessing these guys. We don't know. Bible don't tell us. They could have just gotten... No, they didn't just get them because what is very clear, uh, the demons not only have been messing with themselves, but they have been stopping other folk from getting past that way, which means that these guys got, got a reputation, which means, you know, this took some time. So we do know that they had to have had them for at least a little while. But the demons didn't kill them. Hmm. But when the demons got in the pigs, they died immediately. Ha! So, now we see what the real miracle is. The miracle isn't just that Jesus made these demons lead the guys. The miracle is that Jesus didn't let these demons kill the guys while the guys had the demons. Good God, good God. Is there anybody out there in TV land that can testify? Uh, Jesus didn't get rid of some stuff in my life. He just equipped me to deal with it. Jesus didn't get rid of that disease. He just equipped me to deal. Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right, all right. If y'all y'all heard me preach before, I tell a testimony every time I preach, right? I got one. I got a testimony. Uh, in 2013, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. You don't know what that is uh, it's a disease better known as MS uh, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis uh, multiple meaning many sclerosis simply put it means spots I have many spots on my brain uh, from since 2012 y'all I have had a stroke because of multiple sclerosis I have been completely blind in my right eye because of multiple sclerosis y'all I have 
I have been through all sorts of things in my body because of multiple sclerosis. I have had an allergic reaction to some medication they tried to put me on that almost killed me, all because of multiple sclerosis. I done been through it because of multiple sclerosis. Uh, in 2016, in 2016, in 2016, I went through a period, y'all, where my equilibrium was off. You know how you ride a roller coaster? You know you get on a roller coaster ride, and you be dizzy when you first get off the roller coaster? I was like that 24-7. 24 hours a day, I was like that. Taking a shower was tough. I had to hold on to something. Taking a shower was bad. Driving was bad. I couldn't look both ways without getting dizzy. I couldn't walk up and down those steps to get to the keyboard because I would get dizzy. I had to hold on to folks. People didn't even know why I was holding on to them. I was holding on for dear life, and they thought I was just being funny. I had to hold on to people, right? So I go to my neurologist in Macon, and the neurologist says, after they do an MRI, he says, Mr. Duncan, uh, I hate to tell you this, but the disease has spread so bad that not only it started out with two spots on my brain it started out as two now my brain is covered in spots covered in them. my brain and my spine covered in spots right so he says we're gonna do two things um one thing we're gonna do is we're gonna put you on a steroid the steroid um the the the, the purpose of the steroid is to calm down your neurological system it should kind of help reverse the dizziness it should help reverse that because it's gonna calm your system down so I did that for three days. And the next thing he says is, I'm going to send you to Atlanta. I'm going to send you to the Shepherd Center, to the MS Clinic. Now, if anybody out there dealing with MS and you don't know nothing about the Shepherd Center, the MS Clinic, please get your doctor to send you there. That is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place. I'm so glad that I came in contact with them people. Um, so I get to the doctor. Get, I get to Atlanta. Now, by this time, y'all, I've been on the steroids, so my, my neurological system it's calmed down. I feel a little bit better. I'm not 100%, but I'm at about a good 75%. I get there, and the doctor says, um, the first thing they have me to do when I get in there is I have to walk. Walk some ways uh, as fast as you can. Just walk. So from this line to that line over there, walk as fast as you can. So I did what they told me to do. I walk real fast. Now, I know y'all looking at me, and y'all probably thinking, that boy don't walk real fast, but let me tell you something. I'm real athletic. I just look like this. So don't worry about that. I just look like this. Don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> so I, I walked to the line as fast as I could and I walked back real fast. They were looking at me real crazy. Like they were looking at me real funny, but I didn't, I didn't think nothing about it. Uh, you know. So we get in the room and uh, the doctor comes in. She begins her neurological tests. She says, all right, Mr. Duncan, um, walk to that door. You ain't got to walk fast. Just walk to the door. Let me see you walk. So I got up, walked to the door, walked back. She said, okay. She said, stick your arms out. She said, don't let me push your arms down. So I did it. Didn't let her push my arm down. She held her arms up like this. She said, um, push me. So I pushed her. I almost threw her into the wall. Pushed her. No problem. Um, she says, hold your, hold your legs up like this. Hold your knees up like this. Don't let me push your knees down. I didn't let her push my knees down. All right. You like my socks? Thank you. Then she says, this is where it gets interesting. She says, um, she says, do this. Okay, just do this. She said, do you have any problem doing that? I said, no. Uh, I play the piano every week. I play the keyboard at church every week. I don't have no problem doing that. She said, hmm. She said, how is your memory? 
I said, my memory is just like most humans. It's selective. I remember what I want to remember. You know, you know how we are. You know, <laughs> I remember what I want to remember. But other than that, it's fine. The selective part of my memory is great, <laughs> you know, because I wanted to remember, you know. So my memory is fine. She says, Mr. Duncan, the reason I asked you about your memory is she turned her computer around. And at this point, y'all, they had to send all of my MRIs from 2012 to that point to her. And I have, and to this day, I still have two MRIs a year just to make sure the medication is working to make sure that there is no more progress of the disease. She pulls the, the, the computer around and she pulls up the MRI and she says, see, Mr. Duncan, this spot right here on your brain, this spot on this particular part of your brain controls your memory. Then she goes further. She says, to be honest with you, Mr. Duncan, to be completely blunt, the reason why everybody looking at you funny is because when we saw your MRI results, I expected for you to come in here in a wheelchair. Uh -huh. I expect for you to come in here walking on some crutches. I expected for you to come in here walking on the stick things, you know. I didn't expect for you to come in here walking by yourself. She said, obviously, your body must have been able to handle the MS up until this point. Now, y'all, by this time, I done got spiritual. Yeah, yeah, it, it done got good to me. I said, no, baby, it ain't me. I know a guy. Yes, sir, yes, sir. I know a guy. Uh-huh. I know somebody that's been keeping me. See, the real miracle is not that he took it away. But he kept it while I got it. Uh-huh. He kept me while I got this thing. Uh-huh. I asked him to remove the thorn in my flesh. Come here, Paul. But he didn't remove the thorn. He just said my grace is sufficient for me. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Is there anybody out there that is glad that God didn't take it away from you? But he made you uh, strong enough to stand even with the problem. seconds for y'all folk on your sofa for everybody out there in tv land just thank god uh-huh the thing that should have killed you the thing that you had that killed other people uh-huh he didn't let that thing kill you the thing that should have took you out he didn't let that thing take you out the thing that could have messed your mind up he didn't let that thing mess your mind up. is there anybody that can thank god that no weapon uh-huh that was formed against me, uh-huh. It didn't prosper. Devil, you tried to attack me. You tried to take me out. But God kept Yes, sir. Uh-huh. God, I thank you. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Last point. Last one. Last one, y'all, and we going home. Last one, and we going home. Uh, now, this point right here, I got a problem with Jesus. I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I, I got a little upset with Jesus on this one. Tell you why. The Bible says... After these pigs killed themselves in the water, uh, the people who owned the pigs went in their city, and they told everything that had to happen. The people in the city came back 
And the Bible says these folks wanted Jesus to get out. Now, we can be spiritual about that. We can say that, you know, these folks, they don't care about, you know, other folk healing and all that. We can do that. We can say that. Very, very could be true. But are they really wrong for how they felt? All right. Here's why that's a question. This herd of swine was either money to them in that day. This is this is worth some currency, or it's food. I don't know about y'all, but I like a good piece of bacon. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Judge me if you want. Fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> right. There you go. Um, so, what Jesus essentially did was he messed with the livelihood of some other folks just to get these guys saved. The question is, why would he do that? He could have done anything else. He could have killed these demons. He could have directed them to go somewhere else. He could have done anything else with these demons. He didn't have to mess with them folks, pigs. He didn't have to do that. Now, we can speculate. We can say why we think he could have did it. We, we can say that maybe he did that because the people who owned the pigs was Jews, and Jews weren't supposed to have pigs in the first place. We can say that, but it's all speculation. There's nothing that's proven in the text. We can say that the people that owned these pigs was Gentiles, so they weren't studying Jesus in the first place. We can, we can do all the speculating we want. We can't prove anything. The text don't tell us none of that, so we can't prove it. But Jesus seemingly, no matter who they were, he didn't have no problem messing with them folks' livelihoods just to save these other boys. Why is that? All right, y'all ready? Why would Jesus do that? Can I tell you why he'll do that? And after this, I'm going home. The reason why Jesus didn't have a problem messing with other folks' livelihoods, man, I'm about to go crazy. The whole reason why he didn't have no problem doing that was because in Matthew chapter 27, that was just what was about to be done to him. Because in Matthew 27, he was about to give his life. Good God. Uh, in Matthew 27, he was about to lay down his life. His livelihood was about to be messed with. Uh-huh. In Matthew 27, that Friday, they hung him high and they stretched him wide. Uh, he hung his head and for me he died but y'all it ain't over it don't stop there because in 28 three days later he rose up that's why they sang the song living he loved me dying he saved me buried he carried my sins fall away rising he justified me uh-huh and freed me forever and one day he's coming back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody at home give God a praise right now. Yes, uh-huh. Lord. You've been wondering why you're going through the stuff you're going through. Yes, Lord. And it's all because the devil been attacking you. Yes, Lord. But now that we have exposed the devil, let's replace the devil with some Jesus. Yes, Lord. Let's replace some evil with some grace. Yes. Let's replace the devil with some Jesus. Yes. 
God, I thank you. God, I love you. God, I appreciate you. Because when the devil thought he had me, I got a word. Devil, you tried to stop me from getting what God had for me to go. Yes, but Lord. it didn't work. Uh-huh. You tried to give me a disease, but it didn't work. Uh-huh. Yes, Lord. You messed with my finances, but it didn't work. Yes. the devil. That's right. It's time for you to replace the devil. 
and put Jesus there. Yes, Lord. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's time for you to replace that devil and put Jesus in that place. Because I promise when you put Jesus where you put the devil, mm -hmm. things will change. Yes, Lord. Your life will change. Your finances will change. Uh, that miracle will happen. Things will change in your life. And if the miracle don't happen, I serve a God that can keep you even though you're going through the hell. He can keep you even though you're going through the hell. So the doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. Anybody that is listening to me. You see the devil. The devil been running loose in your life. The devil running loose in this world. Racism is a trick of the devil. I don't care what nobody say. Yes. That's a trick of the devil. The devil has been running loose in your life, in your finances, in your mind. Wherever he has been able to run loose at but the whole reason why he was running loose there was just so that God uh, so that you would come to Jesus and today is that day if there be anybody that wants to be saved it's very simple all you got to do is be willing to admit that Jesus died for you and as you and that he is Lord of your life you have to believe that he died on a Friday but one Saturday, he got, uh, one Sunday morning, excuse me, he got back up. And he didn't get up as a weakling, but he got up with all power. All power. In his hands. Yes, Lord. If you are willing to believe that and confess that, it's very simple. All you got to do is email us at membership at fbbchome.org. Email us right now, sitting on your sofa. Email us at membership at fbbchome.org or you can text us at 478-227-0097 you can email us or text us y'all tomorrow is not promised to any of us tomorrow is not promised but the promise that we do have is that Jesus is with us and he'll always be with us whether it be here on this side or on the other side Jesus is with us. A blessing from you. Oh, my, my. A blessing from you. you God was not picking on you 
God was not picking on you. God was simply using the devil for this moment. God was using the devil for this very moment. And that is to get you to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One more time. Okay, you guys, that's the end of the service. So, you guys go and like my podcast, and I will come back Wednesday with another church review. Anything to help you get through this depression, um, this COVID-19, I'm here for you. I'm here for myself. I just want to keep someone out there uplifting that's feeling sad and depressed, going through some things. Job, finance, home, marriage, children, whatever it may be. You guys, keep your head up. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. We keep hearing that because this is going to be our lifestyle for a while. I'm, you know, I'm just thinking, but I can't predict it. But let's continue on to pray that this thing get uplifted and leave let's stay praying up you guys so with that being said go to my youtube channel Burnett perkins my asmr channel as well um my tiktok i can't remember all of it all of it but in my ig Burnett perkins 51 so you guys will mainly go to my youtube channel and check it out subscribe pass it along and come back to my podcast as well and y'all have a blessed blessed sunday let's keep our head up black lives matter white lives matter let's stop the killing bashing putting each other down and uplifting someone let's do something positive let's vote we got to keep ourselves together you guys don't let the devil Take over your body, nor your mind, or your soul. And I'm out of here. Peace.